I'm going to do a little spiritual checkup on you, all right? You know what a checkup is, right? So if you go to the doctor for a checkup, let's say you went to the doctor for something and he says, hey, come back in two months. I want to see you. I want to see how you're doing. See, let's check your cholesterol. Check this. Let's see how things are going, right? So today's going to be a little bit of a spiritual checkup. And one time, Boudreaux went to the doctor. <laughs> Boudreaux went to the doctor and he said, doctor, I'm, I'm hurting bad. Everything hurts on me, doc. And the doctor said, well, you, Boudreaux, you got to show me where you're hurting. Show me what's up. And Boudreaux goes, oh, it hurts bad. Oh, doctor, it hurts. Doc, doctor, doctor, oh, doctor, doctor, it hurts. You got to stop the pain. Doctor, doctor. He said, Boudreaux, your finger's broke. <laughs> Thank you, Boudreaux, for all the jokes, right? you your finger's broke, Boudreaux. Well, so, so we, we're doing a little checkup today, just seeing how we're doing. Now, if you go to the doctor, he's probably going to ask you some questions like, how's, how's things going? How's your diet? How's your exercising? How, how are you taking your meds? Have, have, you, been, have you been taking the, the wisdom that I gave you? Have, have you been doing the stretches? He's going to ask you those kinds of questions, right? And I think that uh, at least at some point, he's going to get to a place where he goes, Mr. Murray, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting the same results. What you need is a lifestyle change. Come on. What we need is a lifestyle change. We, we, need, we, need, to be able, we need to make some decisions that we're not going to keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Are you with me? So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about forgiveness. All right? I want to talk about forgiveness. Now, uh, I know you probably don't have any difficult people in your life whatsoever. You probably have no difficult people. In fact, I think there is a spiritual principle, an unwritten spiritual principle that says there's at least one psycho in every family. <laughs> if you would agree with that, come on, just lift up your hand. Let me just keep your hand in the air for a second. Now look around at everybody who's not raising your hand and remember there's at least one in every family. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, kidding, but there, we, we all deal with difficult people, and here's the, here's, here's the thing, uh, last Christmas, Christmas 2019, I did a message on forgiveness and on reconciliation, and I said, hey, we, 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 it's time for us to lay down our weapons of warfare, our words, our anger, our bitterness, it's time, it's time to lay that aside, and we called the Christmas truce of 2019, all right? And so this is a checkup on that. Here we are about eight months later now, and I'm just doing, I'm just saying, how we doing? Like, how's things going? Are, are we making progress there? Is the Lord working on you? Is he doing a work in you? And I said that this year, the year of 2020, was going to be the year of reconciliation. Do you remember that? So let's, let's, let's lean into that today. God wants to do something fresh. He wants to move in our hearts. So let's lean into that today. And I and, uh, just want to ask, if, as a doctor would ask you on your checkup, are you making progress? Are, are you, have you forgiven or are you still holding on to that grudge? You're still holding on to that thing that really makes you angry and it's really causing bitterness. Are you still holding on to your right to be right? Right? It's my right to be right. It's my right to feel like this. Are, are, have you canceled their debt of hurt? Have you forgiven it? Have you canceled it? Or are you, are you holding on to it trying to make them pay for what they did? 
well? Uh, Are you walking in God's love or are you withholding God's love because they just don't deserve it? They don't deserve that kind of love. Those are some questions I would ask you today. And as your pastor, I kind of feel like it's my job to lead you to a place that might be a little bit uncomfortable right now. It might be a little hard for us to weather right now. It might not be fun right now, but I promise you it will be worth it. Can I get an amen? It'll be worth it in the end. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew. He said, he said for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, time out, let me just go ahead and tell you, other people are gonna sin against you. <laughs> it's not a matter of if they do, it is when other people sin against you, He says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father, good news is, he'll forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, if you hold on to it, if you decide that I'm not gonna let it go, that they need to pay for what they've done, if you hold on to it, your father won't forgive your sins. That's a pretty tough word, isn't it? So he says, if we forgive, he'll forgive. If we don't forgive, he won't forgive. Now, um, the reality is this. Every one of us have been hurt by something. We've been hurt by someone. Every one of us have a reason to hold a grudge. Could I, could I hear an amen on that? We, somebody's done something, said something. Maybe for you it was an abuse. It was, it was a parental abuse where they, maybe a parent verbally or physically abused you. Maybe it was, a, maybe it was in the marriage where a spouse said some things really hurtful, really harsh, and it hurt you. And you've been holding on to that. Maybe it was sexual abuse. Here's a a staggering statistic that one out of every three women have been sexually abused. So if if we put all the women in rows, we could say one to you, one to you, one to you, all the way down. One out of three. They, They say one out of every five men have been sexually abused. Maybe it's holding on to that and it's, it's wearing on you, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's a marriage issue where there was a betrayal or there was, there was infidelity, adultery, a, a broken trust, and so you're holding on to that. You're, you're harboring that unforgiveness. Maybe it was a friendship where somebody lied about you or they, or, or they cheated you in a way or they, they gossiped about you. Maybe they lied to you and a friendship trust was broken and it hurts you. And you're holding on to that unforgiveness. Maybe it's a business deal where, where someone that you trusted in business took advantage of you. They just took the money and ran. Maybe it was parental where, where you had a mom or a dad who passed away and there was an issue there that you never resolved. And so you've been dealing with that. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at God because, because God, you, you could have done what, you, what I know you can do. You could have saved him. You've, you could have healed her, but you didn't. And you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at yourself because you, you did some things. You messed up. And, and you can't, you're having a hard time forgiving yourself. Either way, I want you to know, God's, God's already taken care of that on the cross. Amen? And now he puts the ball in our court. I don't know about you, but I like straight lines in my yard. Does anybody else like straight, straight lines? Now, I have a confession, and that is that this year I have not mowed our yard one time. Not once. I, I actually enjoy it, but not this year. We've just been so busy that we contracted it out, but they do such a great job, and it's kind of nice to come home from work, and there's those straight lines in the yard. 
Now, uh, how, about, how about anybody like to vacuum in the house? I'm one of those weird guys, I guess, that I kind of like to vacuum. I, I get in there and I love seeing the lines in the carpet. I love when I go forward and then I pull it back and it's a darker shade. You know what I'm talking about? I, I love just going, I, I love vacuuming. I love seeing all that the Dyson picks up and I just go to the, the trash can and I just kind of empty the trash right there. And inevitably, there's always that one piece that won't come out of the carpet. You know what I'm talking about? And so what do you do? You just keep going over it and over it and over it again and, and, and it, it won't come up. So what do you do? You reach down, you pick it up, you look at it. You evaluate that popcorn seed, that Lego, whatever it is. Now what? You put it back in the carpet and you keep trying. You keep trying to vacuum it up. Anybody with me? Has anybody ever done that? I do it. I just put it, I want to get it up. You're supposed to work, vacuum cleaner. Okay. I think some of us do that with unforgiveness, right? We just keep going over it over it, over it, and, and it won't come up. So what, we pick it up, we evaluate it. She did me so wrong. Man, he, he said this about me, and we put it back down, and we just keep going over it and over it and over it. Come on, you know there's some truth in that. And so we won't let it go. We go to church, we read our Bible, we've even been to counseling, we pray, but we're still struggling. We're still dealing with this hurt and this wound on the inside. And sometimes it hurts when somebody does something to us, but don't you know it hurts even worse when they do something to, to somebody you love. It hurts. So what I wanna do today is I wanna help you see, I wanna help answer the question, how do we love like Jesus? How do we forgive like Jesus, who in all of his, ang his anguish, his pain, and his agony said these words in, in Luke? He said, Father, forgive them. They're crucifying him, y'all. They've beaten him. They've stripped him. They've mocked him. He's, he's been hurt and abused in every way that we have. And he says, Father, forgive them. They, they just don't even know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. So how do we get there? How do we live like that? How do we love? How do we let go? How do we forgive? And so I want to show you that today. There's two, two ways I'm going to show you. But first, I want to give you five misconceptions about Forgiveness. Five reasons we choose not to forgive. Five excuses for why we don't forgive. Are you ready? Okay, if you're taking notes, um, you, you've got blank notes in the house today because I forgot to send the notes into the printer. So that was on me today, all right? If you're online, you can jot them down on your phone or on your computer. The number one misconception is this. Well, for, forgiveness just excuses their behavior. I'm not going to forgive because if I forgive, it excuses what they did. And, and listen to me, it's, forgiveness is not saying what they did was okay or that it wasn't a big deal. It's not that at all. See, the, the offense was wrong. What they did was hurtful and it was wrong. It wasn't okay. We can agree on that. But forgiveness is not minimizing the offense. It's not saying, well, if I forgive them, then it just makes me look like I was in the wrong and, 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 and it wasn't that big of a deal in the first place. It's not minimizing the offense. See, when we choose not to forgive, we, we do it because we think it's going to let them off the hook. That's not the case. That's the first misconception. The second misconception is this, that if I forgive, that forgiveness is forgetting. That, that in order to forgive, I have to forget. 
Remember, there's, there's that old adage in our culture that says you just got to move on. You just got to forgive and forget, glory to God. You just, you just got to forget it. Listen to me. You will probably never forget what happened. You'll probably never forget the hurt, the pain. But, but that's not God's goal. God's goal for you is to heal you to a point that when you do remember that, you don't have the pain anymore. Come on. It's so that when he does, that he heals you to a place where you are no longer fighting that pain and that frustration and that agony that you've felt all of those years. See, God wants to, what God wants to do is make all things new. That's what he does. So I'm not going to forgive because it excuses their behavior. I'm not going to forgive because I can't forget. So I'm not going to forgive. The, the third misconception is forgiveness is reconciliation. It's not reconciliation. You can forgive without being reconciled. You can forgive without being reconciled. Let me talk about that for a second. Some of us have this mindset and we say, well, the day that he comes back to me crawling on his hands and knees, asking for my forgiveness, begging me like a dog for his forgiveness, that's the day I'll forgive him. And I just want to go ahead and tell you that that day will never happen. You'll be waiting for a long, long time. It's not going to happen. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. See, I think God understands that there are times in our lives where we can't be reconciled, where it's maybe not a great idea in a season to be reconciled. And I think he understands that. But listen to me, if, if you are seeking reconciliation, you need to know this, that forgiveness is not, for, for, forgiveness doesn't mean you have to reconcile. But if you're going to reconcile, you better forgive because you can't keep bringing it up over and over and over and over again. Okay? Because that is a sign that you haven't forgiven. All right? So forgiveness doesn't mean you have to. But if you, if you want reconciliation, you need to learn to let God do a work. Let him forgive you. Let him wash you clean. Let him get that bitterness and that anger out of your heart. Can I get an amen today? All right, all right. Number four, the fourth misconception is it's not fair. Miss Job, my fifth grade teacher, when I would say, Miss Job, that's not fair, she would say, Ben, life isn't fair. And she was right. Life was not fair. See, we hold on to things because we just, we think it's not fair. It doesn't seem right to let someone off the hook for hurting us. They, they messed me over. They, they hurt me. They abused me. But I want to I remind you of something today, that God doesn't hand out forgiveness based on fairness or merit. He doesn't hand out forgiveness based on, based on fairness or merit. What do I mean by that? Uh, let me say it this way. Do you want God to forgive you or do you want God to be fair with you? Because fairness is punishment. Are you with me? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the forgiveness of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I, I don't want him to be fair with me. I don't, want to, I don't want him to give me what I deserve. Come on, are you with me? I, I want his forgiveness. I, I want his mercy and grace. And you see, grace is God giving you something you didn't deserve. Mercy is him not giving you something you do deserve. So, 
It's not fair, Pastor Ben. I don't want to forgive after all they've done to me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But God doesn't use fairness logic. And I don't think, I don't think we should hold on to that hurt and the pain just because we think it's not fair. Is it, do we want to follow fairness or do we want to follow God? All right? So um, number five, the fifth misconception is, Pastor Ben, I just don't think I can do it. I can't forgive. After everything that we've been through, after all the hurts and pains, I can't forgive. And that is what, what I would just call a lie of the enemy. That he tricks you into believing you can't do that. You can't let them go. You can't forgive. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It's, and, and we can't do it on our own. I understand that. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to do this. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. I want to show you this. I want to just give you this one thought that the enemy, Satan, he wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep you in guilt and shame. He wants to make you a victim. And when you choose not to forgive, that makes you a victim. But forgiveness makes you victorious. Forgiveness makes you victorious. When you choose not to forgive, you become a victim. You hold on to that pain. You hold on to that hurt. And you walk around like no, no one is ever good. No one can ever be kind. No one, it's all everybody else's fault. But when you, when you choose to forgive, you become victorious. You rise up on another level. Above all of that mess. Come on, somebody. Are you with me today? Amen. All right. So, so we, got, we covered five misconceptions, five things that forgiveness really is not. It's not those five things. Now, what I want to do is give you two things really quick, two things that we can learn from Jesus, two things we can learn from the New Testament. And, and when I give you these two things, you're going to think, Pastor Ben, there's no way I can do that. And you're right if, you, if you're thinking in your own power. But remember, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That I, I can overcome. I am a, I'm victorious, right? You, that you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. These two things are simple, but they ain't easy, okay? Number one is this. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray Pastor Ben, pray. That's what Jesus said in, in Luke 6. He says, Luke 6, verse 28. He says, bless those who curse you. Bless the people who do you wrong. Bless the people who make you mad. Bless the people who abuse you. Bless the people who, who don't have your back. Bless them and then pray for those who hurt you. Pray for the people who hurt you. Now, when I read that, I think to myself, yeah, I'm thinking to pray for them. I'm gonna pray for them. God, right now I pray that you would open the heavens and rain down hellfire and brimstone over them in Jesus' name. Lord, in the same way that you, you, you gave hemorrhoids to the people of it, in the Old Testament, God, I'm praying that for this guy. Lord, if you can make hemorrhoids come out of their ears, do that too. I don't know. Lord, I just, I claim it in Jesus' name. Name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it, right? Believe it and receive it. Your word says that if, if, if whatever's bound on earth is bound in heaven, whatever's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven, I lose hemorrhoids. <laughs> Psalms, the, the, the Bible says in Psalms that you will break the teeth of the wicked. Lord, break their teeth today. That's how we want to pray, Right? Uh, that's how we want to pray, but it's not, it's not the way we ought to pray. Amen? Uh, not that kind of prayer. See, um, 
Jesus says something in Matthew that, uh, that we understand in today's culture. We get it. Um, it's normal teaching for us to teach our kids to turn the other cheek. To, um, if someone forces you to go one mile, what do you do? You go two. If they want your, if they want your coat, you give them your cloak. You just, you do more. You, you just turn the other cheek. If you, if you see a, a log in your neighbor's eye, check, check first for that speck in, in your own eye. That kind of thing, right? We, we get those kinds of talks. But in Jesus' day, this was whole new teaching. To, to, to be kind to someone else who, who wasn't your neighbor, to be kind to an enemy was against their cultural DNA. They just didn't, that wasn't their teaching. And so Jesus says, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, neighbor, love people who do you right, love people who take care of you, love people who love you back, and hate your enemy. But I tell you, so he flips the scripts. He, he says, hey, I'm, I'm saying there's a new way. There's a new method in town. And he says, I'm telling you to love your enemies. Love the people who hurt you. Love the people who let you down. Love the people who abuse you. And pray for those who persecute you. And to that, all of the people, when they heard Jesus say that, they probably thought, no way, Jesus. It's eye for an eye. It's tooth for a tooth, Jesus. You, you know that. You're a Hebrew. You, you, you've been raised in, in the city. You, you, you get it. You've got the teaching. You've got the degrees. You, you know this. It's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And, and they say, if someone hits you, Jesus, you're supposed to hit them back. If, if they get you, you're supposed to get them back times 10. If, if they cuss you out, you're supposed to make a sailor blush. Right? If, 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 if they do you wrong, you do them 10 times wrong. If they flip you a bird, you give them two birds. Peel the banana, baby. Peel it. That's the way we feel. Um, and coincidentally, that's the reason why many of you don't have a City Hope bumper sticker on your car. <laughs> it's because you've peeled one too many bananas. And you want to be a light and an example. It's okay. It's all right. So, I, having a little bit of fun here, but the reality is we want revenge. That's our human nature is make them pay. I want to make them pay. I want to make them suffer, right? I mean, am I the, am I, is this just for me today? Or is this helping anybody? We want to make them pay. And, but here's the deal. Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for the person who molested you. Pray for the person who abused you. Pray for the person who, who hurts you. Have, you. have you been abused? Pray for them. Has someone abused someone you love? Pray for them. Has someone hurt you? Pray for them. Has someone lied about you? Pray for them. Have they cheated you? Pray for them. Pray for those who persecute you. Well, Pastor Ben, I don't feel like it. I, I, I don't feel like doing that. Why, why, would, why would Jesus teach this? Why would he teach something like this? I think he knew that right attitude precedes right action. That in other words, I got to get my heart right first. And then the right action will come. 
Hey, I I told you this last week that it's not about us living right and and then Jesus accepts us. It's about us, Jesus accepting us, and then we can start to live right. So we gotta get our heart right before we can do the right action. I'll say it this way. Some people think, well, I can't do that. I don't feel like forgiving. I don't feel like I don't feel like praying for them. I don't feel like loving them. I don't feel like believing the best in them. But remember, choices lead, feelings follow. I'm going to choose to do it first. I may not feel like it, but I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to pray. I'm going to choose to love my enemies. Amen? Well, how am I supposed to pray for them, Pastor? How am I supposed to pray for them? These people hurt me. They lie. How do I pray for them? Well, at first, it might sound a little something like this. God, Joe, you know what he did. Do something for Joe. Do something to Joe, God. Don't do, don't do too much good for him, but just do something to him. Just, just anything. And then it turns into a little something like, Lord, bless him. Would you bless Joe? Not too much, just scraps from the table. Just, just crumbs. Dog bowls. Like, just not, not too much, God. And then it turns into, Lord, would you, would you bless Joe? Would you, would you take care of Joe? Would you supply every need Joe has. And then it turns into God. I've been really hurt by Joe and what he did. But I forgive him because you've forgiven me. And I'm praying, Lord, that you would transform Joe in the way that you've transformed me, that you would save him, that you would restore him, that you would give him hope and future just like you've done that for me. Come on, can you see the progression there? It doesn't always start out easy. But the more you pray for, the more you love, I promise you, God will give you a supernatural ability to forgive. Amen? So I'm going to pray for those who've hurt me. I'm going to lift them up. I love what Craig Groeschel says. He says, your prayer for others may not change them, but it will change you. It'll change you. So let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Number two, we're going we're gonna to forgive as we've been forgiven. Okay, Pastor, I was up for praying for them, but I don't know about forgiving. I just don't know that I can do that. I want you to notice that we're going to forgive as we've been forgiven. I don't know about you, but I've been forgiven of a whole lot. Colossians chapter 3, Paul is writing to the Colossian church, and he says, forgive one another if you have any grievance, if there's any problems, if there's any hurts. Forgive one another if you have any grievance against somebody. Forgive them. Now, here's how he tells us to forgive. That we're to forgive as the Lord forgave us. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Come on, repeat that after me. Say, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I have been forgiven of so much. Before I met Jesus, I, I, was, I was a liar, a cheater, I was promiscuous. I hurt people, led people away from God before I knew Christ. 
Before, before Jesus, I, I tried drugs, I tried alcohol, I tried all that. And after I came to know Jesus, there was this hunger inside of me to, to live right. I still struggled, I still blew it, I still messed up. Can I tell you that today I still do? We all have issues. We all have issues. Every once in a while, that ugly, ugly sin of anger, resentment, or bitterness will try to rear its ugly head. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes in and tries to rear its ugly head. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. I don't know about you, but I have been forgiven of so much. so much and I don't want to withhold something from somebody else that God has so graciously given, given me because if we go back to the first verse we read if we choose not to forgive he's not going to forgive us you may make it to heaven but listen to me life on earth may be hell on earth for you if you choose not to forgive. I've been forgiven. So when you go to the doctor's office, he's going he's gonna to ask you those questions. How you doing? He's going to give you some next steps. And for some of, some of us, we have a choice that we're going to make when we leave the doctor's office. Are, are we going to listen to the doctor are we going to listen to him or are we going to ignore everything he says? Just keep on living our life the way that we've been living it. Keep doing things the way we've been doing it, expecting something different to happen. Or are we going to just kind of lean in to, to the doctor's orders, to what he has to say? And in that same way, I think some of you have a choice today that you can leave here carrying that hurt, carrying that pain, carrying that bitterness, carrying that anger. You can leave here mad and you can, you can begin rehearsing that speech in your mind that you want to give them. You can give them a piece of your mind. You can stick it to them. Tell them what you really think. You can keep having those sleepless nights. You can, you can keep eating your hurts away. You can keep starving your hurts away. You can keep dealing with those ulcers and the stress levels heart issues that you've been having you, you can keep dealing with the, the resentment let it turn to bitterness let it turn to hatred or at some point you realize that if I choose to forgive it won't change the past but it will change my future if I choose to forgive it won't change what happened but it will change the future. Amen? Amen. Come on, will you bow your heads with me today? Unforgiveness is a, it's a tool of the enemy. It's what the enemy uses to keep us enslaved. He's tricked a lot of us over the years to believe that not forgiving the other person actually hurts them more than it hurts us. He's tricked us into believing that if I hold on to it, if I don't forgive them, they're going to pay the price. 
but the reality is we're the ones who pay the price unforgiveness is like drinking a poison and expecting the other person to die it's like setting yourself on fire and expecting the other person to die of smoke inhalation it doesn't work that way so let me ask you right now what's the Holy Spirit saying to you who is it in your life that you need to forgive who do you need to let go who do you need to ask God to help you forgive who is that And I'm asking the Holy Spirit right now to just move in this room, to move online where you're sitting right now. You're watching this online. Maybe it's on your phone. Maybe it's on YouTube, on your TV, wherever you're watching it. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you right now about about unforgiveness. Who is it in my life that needs to be forgiven? Who do I need to let go? Who do I need to pray for? Who do I need to bless? Who do I need to forgive? If you're ready, if you're ready to forgive, if you're ready to let them go, if you're ready to ask the Lord to give you a clean slate, to forgive you, to wash you, to make you, to make you white as snow, if you're ready to bring their account balance to zero, if you're ready to let go of that hurt, whoever it is, if there's somebody that you need to pray for, you need to forgive, you need to bless, would you just slip up your hand right now, right where you are? Thank you. Hands are up everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, I want to lead you in a prayer. You just repeat this after me. Say, Lord, instead of loving, I have resented certain people. And I have unforgiveness in my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Of holding on to offense. I ask you, Lord, to give me the power to forgive those who've hurt me. I release them to you now. Give me the strength to pray for them, to bless them, and to want the best for them. Thank you for breaking the chains of unforgiveness off my life. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're breaking chains of unforgiveness. I thank you that you're breaking chains of bitterness and resentment, things that we held on to, things that we harbored. We didn't even know, but in this message, you brought it to light. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, God. We, we just give it to you now. We, and we know, Lord, that over the next weeks and months, we're gonna have to give it to you over and over and over again. We're gonna have to continually surrender it to you until we get to a point where we're healed. It's gone. When we remember it, it doesn't hurt us. It doesn't bring pain. It doesn't cause us to relive the moment. God, we thank you that you're doing that work inside of us. We thank you that you're changing us, that you're molding us, that you're making us into your image. God, we thank you that you are our righteousness, that you're producing the good fruit of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We thank you for that today. Would you do a work inside of us? Make us new. Make us new today. With your head still bowed, if you're here today and you would say, Pastor Ben, I'm the one who needs to be forgiven. I'm the one who needs to be made new. I'm the one who's, I'm, I'm dealing with unforgiveness in my own heart because of, the, because of some things that I've done. Christ hasn't forgiven. He's not the Lord of my life. He's not the King of my heart. He's not in control. And today I want to surrender. Maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've drifted. 
Maybe, you, maybe you, you've, you've kind of gone your own way and you've done your own things. And today I want to just give you hope that God has already done the finished work on the cross of Jesus Christ. Today you can leave here different. Your sins washed white as snow. A blank slate, a clean play, a page, a fresh start, a new beginning. And if you're here today, you'd say, Pastor Ben, I want to go all in. I want to give Jesus my life. I want him to forgive me, cleanse me, and make me new today. You're here online, wherever you are. If that's you, slip up your hand right where you are. Let me pray for you. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. To lead you in a prayer. Thank you. Come on, say this with me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I repent. I turn from my ways to follow your ways. Will you make me new? Will you forgive me? Will you wash me? white as snow from this day forward I will follow you the best that I know how I am yours and you are mine in Jesus name amen amen come on let's give God thanks today for his love and his power his mercy God we thank you amen